This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JuggerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Gattino here with Joe Duffy, and we're here to talk about some Major League Baseball. It's been a long time coming. What's going on, Joe? Not much, man. Uh, was pulling my hair out last week because my Phillies just couldn't do anything right. But, you know, we turned it around. So more of a positive outlook here this week. Yeah, the the Rays have been uh, de- decently upsetting over the last 15 days, but managed to pull out a series win against the Rangers yesterday. And I'm not as mad right now. So it's uh we, we can do this podcast without a, without anger, I would suppose. Yeah, that, that week off did us both some good. <laughs> last week would have just been a Phillies Rays rant we would have called it a 2008 podcast right there yeah for sure <laughs> all right well anyway let's uh so we got basically two things going on in the MLB it's all-star game stuff and we're midway through the season officially all I think every team has passed their 81st game um MLB.com came out with a top 20 power rankings for midway through the season um, we're going to go through that and see if we agree on some of these teams and see if these teams are pretenders or contenders going forward into a playoff push. Um, we will start from the bottom up. Uh, they did a top 20, so I guess we could go with the 20. Um, and we'll start with those Cincinnati Reds, one of the most interesting teams in baseball this year, in my opinion. Uh, what's your take on them right now? Um, man, they just came off a really solid weekend against the Cubs. Finally kind of looked like the team, you know, people thought they could be. Um, I just think it's probably too little too late for them. Um, even if they go on a streak, put together a strong push, they've just, they're kind of fallen behind a little bit too far for my liking. And with the Cubs, Cardinals and Brewers out in front of them, I just, I think the, uh, the deficit's too much to overcome. So, I'm going to have to say the Reds are pretenders. Um, I'm going to have to slightly disagree with you here. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're a World Series team or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. But I think they can stay in a playoff race through the end of August. I mean, they're five and a half back of the Cubs, who they just took in a series. And they're four and a half back in a pretty jam-packed wild card where anything can happen. So until they drop back maybe three or four more games, I'm going to keep them as uh, contenders right now. Okay. Yeah, they're just an, they're just an interesting team to me. Positive run differential. I mean, you know. Yeah, the run differential the whole year has been the thing that's really been interesting because early on it was crazy how many runs they were up but still losing games. It made no sense almost. Um, so you know they've they've shown they're a team that's going to compete. I just the pitching for me isn't enough, and that division's just too tough for them. Yeah, no, it's definitely a tough division. So we'll. I mean, this could easily change for them within within uh, three or four weeks. Right. Um, we'll move up to the, another team at the division. There. At number 19, they have the Pirates. I would actually flip-flop those two. I'd probably have the Reds above the Pirates. Um, also saying pretender right here. I mean, look, that division's fantastic. That's five teams deep that, you know, we're going to talk about all five of them in, in this power ranking. So that's how deep it is. But – uh, yeah, much like the Reds, I just don't think the Pirates have enough pitching, and I don't think they have enough depth to really make a run through August and September and 
hang in there. So, yeah, pretenders for the Pirates. Yeah, I'll agree with pretender, and I'll also agree with that Pirates should be 20 and the Reds should be 19. That's yeah, I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't get that flip right there. I get I maybe just based off record going into uh, the weekend, but, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, the Pirates are technically a half game up on them just because they, right. played, they played one more game. So, um, But their expected record due to run differential would be 36 and 46, whereas Cincinnati's would be 45 and 36. Yeah. So the run differential is kind of it's kind of a tricky situation going on right now. The Reds are they should have won some games uh, that they didn't. Um, moving on to 18, uh, the San Diego Padres. They're a real interesting one. Um, the National League is just so deep, man. I mean, that's already three teams right off the bat we're going to talk about, and probably what I would say, I don't I don't know that list off the top of my head, so probably 12, 13 of those top 20 are going to be National League teams, which is crazy. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say pretenders on the Padres. I love the young talent. I love what they're doing. I think they're probably a year away. Uh, Fran Neal Reyes and Renfro have been phenomenal. Um, Machado's finally starting to put it together. Lucchese's pitched pretty well. Paddock, when he's uh, – when he's on, he's been fantastic. So I love the outlook for them, but this year I'm going to say pretender. Yeah. Yeah. The San Diego Padres are an interesting team to me. Uh, sitting here at 18, I'm going to say pretender. Um, but I mean, they're an interesting team. Machado's playing well. Paddock's playing well, like you said. And uh, I mean, they're going to be fun to watch regardless if they make a playoff push or not solely because of the talent that they have. Um, and it definitely doesn't uh, hurt to watch uh, Tatis Jr. play some baseball. Yeah, I'm with you there. I love watching him play the field, dude. It's He's just so much fun. He's smooth everywhere. His swing's beautiful. Power, can shoot the gaps, can run the bases. He he can do it all. He's going to be all-star, 10-plus-year all-star. He, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for, for his first all-star appearance. Um, anyway, moving on to 17. And this team I was extremely high on uh, going into the year out of the NL um, the St. Louis Cardinals, man, they're at 17 right now, and they were at 11, according to the power rankings last week. What's going on with them? Man, I'm with you. I was real high on them, especially out the gate when we saw what would happen. I, I mean, what happened to them is I just don't think the pitching has been good. Um, Miles uh, Michaelis has been okay, hasn't been great. Michael Walker has been in and out of the rotation. It just hasn't been good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the talent's there for sure. Uh, adding Goldschmidt to the lineup, Ozuna playing the way he has. Like, I thought Paul DeYoung hitting for power, doing what he's doing in the lineup. Like, you kind of figured they had the – and the bullpen being as good as it is. Like, you'd think it was the formula for success, but they've kind of hit a patch here where they're struggling to put together wins. So, I'm, I'm not going to be – I'm still going to say contender on the Cardinals. I'm not, I'm not jumping off them just yet, but – yeah, they got to figure it out real, real soon. Yeah, I'm also going to say they're still a contender. Uh, they've somewhat disappointed me because, I I mean, I think I had them winning this division when we did our uh, little overview of the Central. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just their pitching has not been what it should be. Their hitting has not been what it should be, really. Um, I mean, they're a negative one run differential, so basically they're even right there. Um, three games back of the Brewers and the Cubs, so – I mean, they're one series away from being up on top of this division, which is just absolute anarchy 
in the in the central right now. But I I mean I think the Cardinals are still the Cardinals. They're going to find their way to still be in this thing. Uh, the thick of things come mid September right now. Yeah, I agree with you, and I don't put it past them. They they always seem to pull off a not necessarily a move that's going to blow you away at the deadline, but something that always ends up helping them. So I think uh, reinforcements are on the way for that team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to uh, a very interesting team, a team that's made some some jumps forward. The Washington Nationals are here at yeah, 16. Uh, I As soon as you said the Cardinals, I kind of figured the next team was going to be the Nationals. And now only, what, I think two games back of the Phillies and only like seven and a half out in the division. So, I mean, th- look, they, they've turned it completely around. Scherzer's been just pitching out of his mind since he bunted himself in the face. Um, yeah, I don't – that team – look, they're finally playing Nationals baseball. This is what we expected before the season. You and I, when we talked about this division, those were the three teams we talked about. Um, they got the most talent. They have the most depth at the in the rotations. So, I'm going to say contender on D.C. Um, and, until they completely fall out of it, I have a hard time just disregarding the pitching they have. They're always going to be in it. So, as far as much as I think it's unlikely they make a playoff or get to the playoffs, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say pretender just yet. Yeah, I think what we what we pretty much both agreed on uh, during our last uh, episode is where we said we don't think the Nationals are going to m- maybe win the World Series or anything, but this is a team that can still do a lot of damage in the in the major leagues. Like they have one of the best rosters. I mean. They just really weren't playing up the potential. The Trey Turner injury was a travesty for them. I mean, I think if he's healthy the whole year, I would give them – I would say they're either tied with Philadelphia or ahead of them right now. I mean, they have that good of a roster, um, and they just really weren't playing to where they were supposed to be. And now you got Scherzer, who takes the ball every five days, and it's basically a guaranteed victory. Um, the guy is just absolutely unbelievable. Um Patrick Corbin's pitching a little bit better. Steven Strasburg's doing what he has to do. I mean, Sanchez really isn't – he's not folding each and every one of his starts now. So, I mean, they're going to be an exciting team to watch in this NL East. And, I mean, they may they might make a push towards the, the Phillies real, real shortly. Yeah, I mean, they're going to push. Until – look, until the Phillies sure up their back end, they're going to have issues. Um so DC has a like we said last or two weeks ago, they have a window of opportunity here where you know the Phillies are struggling, the Braves just sent Fultonavich down. They're still kind of figuring out their rotation as much as they they've been playing fantastic baseball. Um, they're still figuring things out. So the Nationals have an opportunity here where if they can keep one in ball games, they can get right back into this thing. So, um, yeah, like we said, contenders for now, but uh, we shall see. Yeah, I mean, three four weeks ago, people were saying <laughs> that that they should sell. they should sell Scherzer. I mean, Rendon, they're yeah, talking they Rendon should... to the Yankees, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it wasn't even you got to wait till at least halfway through the season to see where you're really at. I mean, and look, they're a game above five hundred. They're forty two and forty one, playing pretty good baseball. They got a home standing with the Marlins, and then a, uh, and then the Royals come into town. I mean, they could win six straight and, and be literally in right behind the Braves. I mean, yeah, they, they should win six straight and not even like they, they probably, they're going to win five or six of those games. I would, I would think. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, like we said, there's a window of opportunity here for them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to 15. So we've got uh, quite a few National League teams in a row here with the D-backs sitting at 15 here. Man, I'm pretender. Just, I mean, I, I get it they're hanging around, but there's just there's not enough there for me to think that that is a playoff team. Cattell Marte has been a real bright spot. He's been outrageously good. Um, Grinky's pitched well this year. But I just don't think there's enough depth in the lineup on that team uh, or enough offensive production. Um, you know, there has been to this point. I don't think there will be going forward. So I'm saying pretender. Yeah, pretender for me, um, I just don't think they have enough. But, I mean, they're they're a decently exciting team to watch. I mean, they hit the ball, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, we talked about before the season. We were like, their lineup's not good. Um, they kind of shoved that in our face. But – um, I mean, they're a 500 baseball team. Um, like we said, with the, the Padres, just zero shot at this division. It gives them one pathway. That's the wild card, and it's going to be an absolute mess <laughs> in, in August. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Granky, love Granky. So he's, he's been throwing really well. Um, he's, it's always exciting watching him pitch. Anyway, moving on to uh, 14, unless you have anything else on the D-backs. <laughs> No, just I think uh, Grinky's days there are numbered. I think he's probably gone by the deadline. I think they find a way to eat some of uh, that salary and get some assets back to him and send him out to a contender. Oh, all right. I would I would like to see that. I would like to see him pitch for a real real uh, contending team. That would be exciting. Um, I don't know if he wants to leave. <laughs> no, nah, I guess that's not really up to him, but I think he seems pretty comfortable in Arizona. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, – I think it's time for the D-backs. Like, I mean, they flipped Goldschmidt. They did everything else. The, if you're going to kind of retool here, that's the big asset that you want to move. So I would assume that they're going to at least kick the tires yeah. and uh, try to figure something yeah, out. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, moving on to 14, the Cleveland Indians. I want to just scream pretender into this mic right now. Um I just, I mean, I don't, we've talked about it at, at nauseum. The the outfield just, the production isn't there from them. They lost a lot losing Brantley from that lineup and losing other guys. Um, the pitching hasn't been, like, they're going to get guys back. Guys will get healthy, but it just hasn't been good at this point. The Twins are just playing at such a high level right now. I can't see the Indians putting together a win streak to turn around and catch them. And because of the other teams ahead of them in the wild card, I just don't think there's a route for them to get there. So I'm saying pretender. Okay. Um, look, I don't like what the the product the Indians have been really putting on the field. I feel like they could have done a lot more to better their roster and their team. Um, but I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with contender here solely because of this wild card. Um, I think they have a shot. Uh, Zero shot at the division. I think the Twins are far and away the best team in the AL Central, one of the best teams in the AL. Um, so, yeah, I think the Cleveland Indians have a shot at the wild card, but I think if their record gets closer to 500 within two weeks, they're going to be sellers at the deadline, and they're just going to fall fall down and fall apart. Yeah, I mean, I just can't see them passing. I think two, two AL East teams are – going to get those wild card spots and look if it's not one of them 
there's, I'm sure, another team we're going to talk about shortly. But, um, yeah, I just don't think there's a clear-cut way for the Indians to get there. I think that selling at the deadline is probably going to be the option they choose. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I agree with that. I just I think right now I have to say they're contender just because they're half game out of the wild card. Right, I, I got you. you. Know? I mean, if, if they were five and a half back like the White Sox are, I would say definitely out. But um, right. for now, I mean, still got Frankie Lindor, still got Jose Ramirez, still got Carlos Santana. So, right. you know, just but the outfield, man. Oh, brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean – you, I, I don't understand who looked at that on paper before the season and was like, "Yeah, we can, uh, we can run with this. This will be fine." <sighs> yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, moving on to 13, uh, we have your Philadelphia Phillies here at sitting at 13. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I want to keep all my biases out of it, um, and that's what I'm doing. But I'm still saying contender. Um, I really just think the big issue for them is, well, A, losing Odubel Herrera and losing Andrew McCutcheon is a big problem that they had to figure out. And they're finally starting to get around that and kind of putting the order, the lineup together and piecing together some ABs. And they're scoring runs now, which they weren't doing for the last couple of weeks. Um, the back end has just been – it's not been good. Nishak's been hurt. Hunter's been hurt. Um, Nicasio's just been – not good. I mean, Hector Neris has really been the only bright spot out of the bullpen. So I think if they can just share up the bullpen, they'll be just fine. But, you know, it ha- it has most certainly been a rough, I don't know, three, four-week stretch here. And you would have thought that they'd be hanging out there at the top with the Braves at this point. But even though they've fallen back a little bit, I'm still saying contender. I still think they got a lot of talent and, you know, arguably, arguably top five talent in the National League. So, yeah, I'm still rocking with the Phils here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I think the Phillies still have a, a very good roster. The McCutcheon injury, I mean, it's an absolute travesty. Um, the Herrera stuff, I could care less about, but he's still a bat that you're missing in the lineup, right? Nonetheless, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the Phillies will will do something to um, buckle up their bullpen a little bit and and get them for the the second half ride right now. Um, yeah, they're they're a contender for me until until they're not. Basically, I mean they have a really good lineup. Bryce Harper has yet to play his best baseball. Um, I think he's still got a lot in the tank for this season. I think he's going to actually give them a little push. He hit pretty well yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. Um, so we'll, a laser out to left field. Yeah, we'll see if he gets going. If he gets going, this this team's going to um, it's going to be in for a ride, and uh, I think they'll make some pushes here uh, at the Braves. Um, 12 comes in at, with the, uh, the Colorado Rockies. I feel like they're a little low for me. What do you think? Um, yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think that's probably a little bit low. Um, yeah, they're a contender for sure. Um, we've talked about that lineup all year long and I mean, it's been one of the best in baseball for the last few years and nothing's changed. They're, they're that damn good. Um, they're going to win a bunch of games playing in Coors Field the way they hit the ball. So I think they're hanging out at the top of that wild card into August and or into September, rather. And it's going to be, you know, obviously it's going to be tight, but I think they're probably one of the two favorites to take one of those wild card spots. Yeah, um, the Colorado Rockies are definitely a contender for me. There's no question about it. I think 
Um, if they didn't have such a rough start to the season, they would have close to 50 wins. Um, I mean, they're not going to catch the Dodgers. It's just impossible, like literally impossible. But I think they'll they'll win a lot of a bunch of games. Um, yeah, I think they're the number one wild card team for sure in the in the National League, and everyone else got to fight for that number two one. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be so. They're going to be able to pull wins in that division when they play the Giants, who are going to end up selling. When they play the Diamondbacks, who probably end up selling. And when they play the Padres later in the year, um, you know, just based off experience and the fact that they do have more talent. So they're going to get wins in that division. Um, And while these NL Central and NL East teams are beating up on each other, that gives them an advantage over them. So I'm with you. I think that they're in the driver's seat for one of those wild card spots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it doesn't hurt playing at course. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Moving on to 11, um, the Oakland Athletics. Oh, I mean, I'll say pretender every year on Billy Bean, and then Billy Bean will turn, you know, chicken salad or chicken you-know-what into chicken salad. I mean, the uh, the Oakland A's have no business – being around the top 10 of the power rankings right now. At least I don't think so on paper, but here they are again. I'm saying pretender, (laughs) but just knowing what they do every single year, I'll probably be biting my tongue about it in three weeks' time when all of a sudden they're only like two games back of the Astros after a 15-game win streak. Like, that's what Oakland does. So I'm going to say pretender, but I'm sure they're going to prove me wrong. Yeah, this this one is a very tricky one for me. Um I gotta say, I gotta say contender because they're the Oakland A's, man. They can, like you just said, they can rattle off a bunch of games in a row like they've done in the last few seasons. Um, They seem to always find a way. It doesn't really matter who they have on their team. Um, On paper, they're not great, but no one cares about what happens on paper. They care about what happens on the field. So, I mean, we'll see. Half game back in the wild card right now. So, playing, playing pretty good baseball. Yeah, damn right they're playing good baseball. They're playing way over their heads. They can't even believe how well they're playing. (laughs) Probably not. Um, Anyway, all right, moving on to number 10, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Yeah, this is a contender. I mean, anytime you got the MVP, I mean, arguably right now the best player in baseball on your team, you're going to be a contender. Um, That lineup up and down, much like the Rockies lineup, is just absolutely filthy. There's no one you can pitch around. Um, They're a threat to score every time they come up to the plate, no matter what part of the order is leading off. So, yeah, I think the Brewers, as long as they're putting up runs, everyone stays healthy. They're going to be a contender. Um, While I don't think they're going to win that division, I do think they'll be right in the thick of the wild card there with the Rockies, uh, the Phillies, and, uh, you know, probably the Nationals, whoever else might be there. So, yeah, I'm I'm with the Brewers. They're a contender for sure. Yeah, I don't have much to say about the Brewers. They're they're a contender for sure. Their lineup is is very good. They have Christian Yelich, which always helps. Um, if their pitching um, gets a little bit better, I mean, you know, it's just it. They're like the same exact thing we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Which I don't necessarily think they're better. I don't necessarily think they're worse. I think we're getting the exact same team come October or end of September. So. Yelich might have to carry him through that stretch again, but once uh, once those big games come around and the pitching is what it is, they're going to struggle again. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think you know it'll be a little tougher for them 
with the lack of depth in their rotation and bullpen. But I mean, they still got, you know, they, they got a legitimate shot here. Um, yeah, I'm, with I'm you. not going to doubt them. Um, moving on to number nine, um, a team that just got blown away in the, in the UK, the Red Sox. Um, what about them? Uh, what about them is that apparently they just lost the World Series to the Yankees. If you saw Yankee fans all over Twitter this weekend, <laughs> my goodness. Um, like the Red Sox are going to be just fine. Um, this is another thing we've talked about at Nauseam. Teams that come off that World Series hangover take a little bit to get going. Now they finally got going. They're still figuring out pieces of that order. Um, but now the way Chavis has fit in, I like him in that lineup. Devers is still hitting the hitting the ball at a high level. JD's finally put it together. So, yeah, I mean, look, the pitching was awful for them this weekend in London. And who knows if that had to do with travel, if that had to do with the ballpark, um, you know, the preparation before the game, whatever it might have been. Who knows? Or maybe the Yankees just had a hell of a weekend. But regardless, it doesn't change my opinion on the Red Sox. They're a contender. They're going to be there in October. And honestly, if I had to put my money on it right now, I'd still pick them to beat the Yankees if they saw each other uh, come the postseason. All right. You're a little higher than, than I. I'm, I'm, I still think they're a contender. Um, but, I mean, they need, to, they need to get somebody in the bullpen like tomorrow. I mean, it is. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they will. Um, sometimes I feel like teams wait too long. I hope they don't. Uh, I, I mean, to me, it's it's tough, but they're definitely a still a very good baseball team. Um, it's a shame that they had to give up two home games to go play in London. Um, I mean, I guess it's good for the sport, but for me, like, I would have hated to go to London to play two games of baseball. That would have sucked for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. And then you come back from that travel, and then you got to go right back into playing baseball again, which kind of sucks. Um, but that was an awesome scene. I loved – I like, that whole – I thought the stadium looked sick. Like, the aesthetic of it was awesome, how many people were there. I actually thought that was, a, like, a great little two-game series they did out there. Oh, no, it was definitely, a, like, a cool thing. But I think they got to do that, like – before, early in yeah, the season, like, like they do with the Japanese yeah, with series. Yeah, with the Japan series. Yeah, they got to right. do something similar to that because right in the, the thick of things, I mean, like, the Red Sox are trying to make a push. Like, the Yankees are yeah, on that's, top. Like, that's the thing about it is both those teams in the playoff push, too. If it was just a throwaway two games with, like, I don't know, Kansas City and Detroit, then whatever. But, yeah, it was the Yankees-Red Sox. <laughs> so, I'm with you. Put that earlier in the season for sure. Yeah, and next season it's going to be Cardinals and, and the Cubs, and it'll probably be a similar situation. So, um, not ideal in my in my opinion. Um, yeah, but, I mean, your team's going to have to deal with that like every other series in about a year. So That's very true, yeah. Um, not thrilled about that. Anyway, moving on to eight. <laughs> um, the Texas Rangers, someone that you've been uh, – a team you've been very high on. I've been kicking the tires on the Texas Rangers all damn year. I'm happy they're here, uh, making me look good. That lineup is just filthy up and down, man. They rake. There's not a bat in that lineup that isn't a threat to put the ball over the fence every time they come up. Um, I'm happy Gallo got the all-star game nod because he really, really deserved it. He's been awesome this year. Um, I just – I love that team, man. And my, you, I've been – I talk about Mike Miner every time we come on here. He's – a real, real candidate to win that AL Cy Young. Um, he's been fantastic. I'm happy he got the All-Star game. Uh, this team's a contender. I hope 
I hope they bring in some pitching help at the deadline that can, uh, you know, keep them in that wild card chase. I don't, at the end of the day, I don't think they make the playoffs, but I do think that they'll be in, they'll be in the hunt at the end of it. Um, just too much offensive production to not be. Yeah. I mean, their offense is great. Uh, had the privilege to watch them, uh, in three games against the Rays this weekend. Um, and I feel like that's where I could really see some teams play. Uh, I mean, I, watching the Twins a couple times this season, I'm like, okay, the Twins are legit. Uh, watching the Rangers, okay, they're pretty legit. I mean, the pitching isn't, you know, top notch, but um, their their lineup is really good. I mean, like you just said, a threat to put the ball over the fence one through nine, which is uh, not many teams can really say that, um, maybe other than like the Yankees um, or the Dodgers, but – yeah, I mean, the Texas Rangers, they're a contender right now. And, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if their bats ca- really carry them through the, the back half of the season. I'm hoping. They need – Gallo's got to stay healthy and in that lineup. They they survived that stretch without him for a bit. Now that he's back, they need him to stay in that lineup. And Because uh, if he goes anywhere, they're going to struggle. But they got past that one stretch. So, I'm, uh, I'm ready to rock with the Rangers, man. I really think they're going to make a push here. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're a good team to me. Um, they definitely have a legitimate shot here. Um, coming in at seven, the Chicago Cubs, who just dropped two to the Cincinnati Reds. Um, contender, I think they win that division ultimately. I think they play home playoff games at Wrigley Field. I think they have the pitching to get past most anyone. Um, yeah, I just I like the Cubs, man. I, I'm ha- Kyle Hendricks is back Tuesday, which is huge for them. Kimbrell's been that bullpen now. Yeah, they dropped a couple to the Reds. It happens where, you know, at that point in the season. But I just – I think the Cubs are way too talented to not win that division and not make a playoff push. After, you know, winning it a few years ago and then struggling a little bit um, to even get to the playoffs, now I kind of think they've put it all back together and they're ready to make that run again. Yeah, the, the Cubs are a very good baseball team. They're absolutely a contender and – probably the front runner to win this NL central division. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a lot of noise come October. Yeah. That lineup's just, I mean, they're stacked everywhere. Really. There's not really a weakness on that roster. So I'm, I'm happy. They, uh, they got back to where they were a couple years ago because that would have just been, it would have been rough to see Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, that whole core just make go kind of be a one and done run. I'm happy they're back at, uh, you know, playing their best baseball. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, moving on to six, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, they're a contender. I think ultimately they're either the four or the one of the two wild card teams. They're going to play in that uh, playing game for the American League. Pitching's just top notch. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They have some of the best pitching in baseball, and I think that carries them all the way till the end of the season. Yeah, they're they're still a contender for me. Um, trying not to be biased here, but their pitching is is very good. Um, it has struggled a little bit. Diego Castillo was, I don't know where he his head was at. Um, they put him on the IL for a shoulder impingement, but I think it's just because he was going nuts and he couldn't find the zone. <laughs> um, right. You know, I guess with with I mean, it does have to do with your arm sometimes, but um, having. Jose Alvarado back is huge. Uh, he was on a family emergency thing for about three weeks. So uh, didn't have your closer for three weeks, which isn't good. Um, 
but yeah, and then um, Glass now is you know slowly but surely on his way back. He said yesterday that he will be pitching this season, so I hope he comes back in August when they're still in the thick of things and he puts them over the edge. He um he's a guy too after a long layoff like Glasnow has bullpen experience so even if he like they don't want him really eating innings like he can still come out and you know fifth sixth and give you four or five innings here and there come out in the bullpen role so I think regardless of what role he comes back in he's going to play a huge part for them yeah I think they might end up like you just said maybe using him as one of the bulk guys um have Stanek or whatever go two innings then him for four innings and you know I mean yeah they they definitely need Tyler Glass now um, if they want to really do some damage come come late in the season, late September, early October. He he was legitimately probably the front runner early on after you know midway to May before that injury. He was in really in that Cy Young talk, and it's just unfortunate that happened. But it is that's huge news that he's definitely coming back this year. Yeah, and it's it's mo- it's very cautionary. He's only twenty four years old, so no, right. no need to rush him back here. Um, moving on to uh, a team that had a little rough rough stretch um, during the month of June, the Houston Astros contender, um, probably top to bottom, the most well rounded team uh, in the American League. Um, yeah, I mean, a little rough stretch. Altuve's finally back. He'll get into the swing of things. Springer was, you know, down for a little bit too. So, I, I just – teams go through a little bit of a rough spell, like we've seen with the Phillies recently, the Rays. Uh, yeah, Houston had theirs. I think they'll be just fine. The pitching's incredible down there. Um, yeah, they're for sure winning that division, and we'll see them come playoff time. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, they had, a, you know, a little – a rough stretch, and then they played the Mariners and swept them. So I, as long as they keep playing the Mariners, they got a shot. <laughs> uh, you man, remember when they were the best team in baseball? I do, like I do remember. Week? I do remember. Yeah, that was uh, that was exciting. Oh April's incredible. <laughs> that was exciting. Uh, even the even the Orioles won a couple series in in April. So spanking up the Yankees. Yep. Anyway, let's move on to four, which. Uh, you know, the team that me and you were just the highest on going into the season, the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, man. Um, this is another team. Just our gripe on them was, will there be enough pitching? And there's been more than enough. Uh, Gibson, Barrios, Odorizzi, like these guys have just been all of them really, really solid night in, night out. And with that lineup they have with, you know, bringing in Cruz, bringing in Crone, um, Eddie Rosario, one of, he, people need to start talking about that guy more, man. He's he's an unbelievable baseball player. I love watching him play. But when you have a lineup that deep, if you get decent pitching, you're I mean, it's going to be tough to beat you. And that's what they've gotten all year. So I'm happy. Me and you predicted this before the season. We told you to put your money on Minnesota to win that division. Um, I'm not falling off them. That's a contender. That's a serious. That's a team that could be a serious problem. Uh, for the Yankees, Astros, Red Sox, Rays, whomever it might be in the AL. Yeah, they're not just a playoff contender. They are a World Series contender to me. They they are very good at baseball. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, um, man, yeah. And then they just um, – the rookie that's been playing for them, Luis Arise, I mean, he's very good. Uh, they're just finding all these guys. Um, they're putting together a great lineup every single day. Their pitching has been 
good. I mean, it's there's you know, I mean, Jake Odorizzi is phenomenal he's, this year. Phenomenal. He's an all star. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Who would have thought that? Not. I mean, I didn't think he was going to no, be an all star. Nostradamus didn't even think that. <laughs> Um, well, I, I thought he could be good. I mean, his career ERA is under four. You know, he's a veteran. Um, so I thought he could be good, keep his ERA in the threes. But his ERA yeah, all, in the low twos all right now? Jake I mean, 2019. Didn't see it. Didn't see it coming. Yeah, no, not me. Definitely not me. Anyway, moving on to three. Uh, I feel you might have a quarrel with this. I'm not sure. It's the Atlanta Braves. I don't, man. They've... Look, I, I had to watch them beat up on the Phillies a little bit um, in that three-game set we had where they took two of three. Um, that team mashes. I love that lineup. Albie, Sacuna, Freeman. I, I just well, – Nick Marquez is just a staple of consistency in the middle of that order. Like, man, as much as the Braves are a rival to the Phillies, I just – the pieces they have, the talent, you can't deny it. Like, that's a fun baseball team to watch. Um, they're a contender for sure. Um, you know, hopefully Fultonavich gets back to himself and comes back up from AAA and gets back into that rotation. There's just so much pitching there. I, they they need to figure that out. And I've said this all year, just really solidify that surefire top five. Um, you know, finding Max Freed doing what he's doing this year has been huge for them. So, yeah, I'm, I have no gripes with this at all. I'm, I'm completely fine with that ranking. And, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta's a threat, man. They're they're a World Series contender. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, the Braves are they're a very good team. They're a fun team. Um, I mean, one of their studs from last season in Fulton Avich hasn't even found his stuff yet. And uh, if he does, it's they're, they're going to be even better than they are. So, um, dangerous team right now. And Acuna Jr. is an animal. Albies is an animal. Freddie Freeman's an animal. Like you said, Marquegas is just the staple of consistency. Um, Josh Donaldson definitely helps in that lineup. Dansby Swanson hitting for power. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah, fun, it's, fun baseball it's team. So, so deep, so many, so much good young talent. And like, I really, that picture of Albies, um, Swanson, Acuna, Austin Riley, Camargo all on the, the cover. I don't know if it was Sports Illustrated or whatever. That picture is going to age really, really well because this team is going to be like, I don't see a scenario where the Braves aren't contending for the next 10 to 12 years with the core they have and how many guys they have locked up. Like they might have a better situation right now than any, any team in baseball going forward. All right. Uh, that's, that's bold. 10 to 12 years is bold, but I, I mean, I, I somewhat agree I mean, with you there. What, what they lock Acuna and Albies up for seven years. Yeah. Each. I would say at least seven years. <laughs> so, I mean, that gives you in those seven years and they're on cheap contracts. So you can keep all your other pieces um, without even dipping into the luxury tax. And then you have all this time to restructure and rebuild your farm system now that all these guys came up. Like, this team ain't going anywhere, man. They're going to be here forever. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Moving on to two, uh, something we can't really disagree upon, the New York Yankees. Yeah, we hate to say it. We do the whole thing every week. Um, they're just really good at baseball, man. They hit home runs. That's what they do. They hit a bunch of them. Um, if you can get the swing and miss and not allow them to put it over the fence, you beat them. If they put it over the fence at a good rate, they're going to beat you. I mean, it's kind of a simple game. They just – they seem to hit the ball more than pitchers get them out. It's really – I mean, that's all it comes down to. Yeah, the Yankees are, are really good at baseball. Um, 
DJ LeMayu has just been an absolute animal. And uh, I mean, I, I got to go searching for some Yankees fans' tweets about him um, before right. the season because they definitely weren't thrilled with the LeMayu signing. Uh, and now he's one of their best players, if not like the best player on their team right now. I, I really don't think like that's just a product of a bunch of people from New York having not watched a single game of Colorado Rockies baseball previously. Like if you know what DJ LeMahieu does, like I don't understand how you could not like that signing. He's going to put the ball in play. Like especially for that lineup where everyone is – not everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. But a lot of guys in that lineup are boomer bust hitters. Um, LeMahieu's going to put the ball in play. You need a guy like that. So I, I, I can't imagine why anyone would have an issue with that signing before the season. But, hey, it's New York. It's what they do. Exactly. It's New York. Can't, can't really fault them, I guess. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, you can. We could definitely fault them. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, my experience at Yankee Stadium three weeks ago was not good. I mean, Yankees fans are just miserable. The yeah. worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They just think they're the greatest thing to touch there. Oh, anyway, let's move on to the Dodgers before I have a conniption here. Uh, Dodgers are number one. Um, definitely zero quarrels with this. They're the best team in baseball. Yeah, yeah. There's there's not even a discussion about it. This is one of the best rosters I can remember top to bottom in a long time. Um, they're going to win probably 110 games, something like that, something crazy. Uh, Hyunjin Ryu has been maybe the best pitcher in baseball. I'd go as far as to say that so far this year. Um, they're getting home runs from, you know, for do just a bunch of rookies popping off home runs in clutch spots. Like every everyone just hits. Everyone, I, there's no issue with that team. They're clicking on all cylinders. Um, they got to be the World Series favorites by far. Yeah. Like, yep. They're. I don't. As much as like Houston and the Yankees are have been phenomenal this year and with the talent on their rosters you could probably put them in the same breath I just I can't get myself to even think they're on the same level on the Dodgers right now I just think the Dodgers are head and shoulders better than everyone else yep I think the Dodgers are absolutely the best team in baseball World Series favorites um I mean they got three starting pitchers in in the all-star game and Bueller Ryu and Kershaw um yeah Ryu's been the best pitcher in baseball in you know with pretty much without a doubt, uh, it's an unbelievable season from him. They just have so much depth in the rotation and in the lineup. It's just, I mean, they can roll out whoever they want, and they're better than you. It's crazy. Yeah, and that Puig camp, that whole trade, ages better every each and every day. I mean, they did, they did everything right in the off season when their fan base wanted them to go after Harper and go after Machado. They sat back. They knew that they knew the talent they had coming up. They knew the pitching they had, and they filled in the spots where they thought, you know, they can really solidify some depth on this team, and get better by just having different guys that do different things rather than just sticking another power bat in the middle of the order. I, I love what they did and the the front office did for them in the off season. They they've just they've done nothing wrong to this point in the season. Not one thing. Yep, I would hundred percent agree with that. They've just been. Doing, do, you know, clicking all the right buttons, just like you said, man. They've, uh, they've been doing everything right. Um, so I don't, I don't really see them moving from the one spot for pretty much the rest of the season. They might drop to two at some point, but that's about it. They're, yeah, uh, nah, I'm, they're going to finish the the season with the best record in baseball, I think for sure. Yep. Anyway, let's move on to 
some all-star game stuff. Um, I feel like in years past, we've probably had some more issues with rosters and whatnot than this year. Um, and I do feel like there, there's always going to be someone, you know, having an issue with a, a player making it over another, blah, blah, blah. Um, this year, I mean, to me, it's not that crazy. I think we, we talked about this already before we uh, hopped on here, but um, the American League, I'm going to run through each position and you tell me if you have an issue with it or not um, as either a starter or a reserve. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, so, I mean, starting catcher, I don't think there has to be an issue with this in the American League, Gary Sanchez. Yeah, no issue at all. That's there shouldn't even yeah 100%. Yep, 100%. Carl Santana first base. Uh I think it should have been CJ Crone. I don't have an issue with Santana being there. He's had a good year, but yeah, I think that should be Crone. Yeah, I don't have an issue with Carl Santana. I think he should be in the All-Star game, but I think CJ Crone should have been the All-Star starter at first base. Um yeah, I mean, I think we t- we talked about this. There's three Indians here. Uh, and there should probably be more than two twins here. Um, yeah. That, uh, to what in what world does that does any of that make sense? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, second base guy we just talk about a lot, DJ Lemayu. Yeah, he should be there. Um, we talked about him when we did our ballots. Me and you both had him in that top three. Um, he's been the guy that's been in that lineup pretty much every day. So he should be the one representing the Yankees in there for sure, along with Sanchez. Yeah, 100% agree. DJ LeMayu should be starting second baseman. I don't really have an issue with it. Um, third base, Alex Bregman. I'm fine with this. Bregman's one of the best third basemen in baseball. Um, for me personally, I love what Rafael Devers has done this year. I would have liked to have seen him get a nod, but I'm completely fine with Bregman. Yeah, I'm fine with Bregman too. Uh, I think it could have either been him, uh, Chapman, or um, Devers. And I really wouldn't have an issue with it. It kind of stinks that Devers isn't here, but um, right. you know, I mean, you you can't have everybody in the game, so <laughs> or else it wouldn't be an All Star game. Um, moving on to shortstop, I think this was a hundred percent from everybody. Uh, Jorge Blanco. Yeah, that's another one there. No discussion about it. He had to be starting there. If he wasn't, it would have been a travesty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think some of the shortstops that we would have wanted to see, like Tim Anderson, which it's it's a shame he's not there, but. You know, I mean, and make baseball fun again, man. Come on, bring Timmy to the All Star game. Yeah, right. Um, outfield, I mean, I there's almost zero arguments for me here. It's Trout, Springer, and Brantley. Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. Um, those guys have all been fantastic this year. You got to have Trout, even if Trout didn't have a good year, which he is, he's having another fantastic year as he always does. But even if he didn't, that's you got to just put him out there, give him the nod. So, yeah, I'm fine with everything. You need that guy uh, leading off, starting the All-Star game out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, DH, Hunter Pence. Love it. I'm so happy about it. That's the comeback player of the year. Um, I for sure thought J.D. Martinez or Nelson Cruz was going to get it over him, but Hunter Pence deserves that spot, man. I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, He looked like he was on his way out the door, and here he is killing the game again. I mean, yeah, this dude was playing freaking winter ball, and here he is. As an all-star in the major leagues, it's just unbelievable. It really is. Um, like you said, comeback player of the year, no doubt. Um, moving on to the reserves, and I think this is where uh, a lot of people had more issues. Um, as always. As always, yes, because uh, everybody wants everybody for their team to make it. Um, right. 
So we'll start with the catcher reserve. It, it, it comes in with, with James McCann. I can't see a real issue here. Um, I don't know about you. No, I don't, I don't have an issue with it at all. For me, it was him or Fegley. So, yeah, I, I have no issue with it whatsoever. Or one of the guys on the Twins. But, yeah, no issue. I mean, there's just not much catching depth in the AL. What do you? I don't understand why you could have a gripe with that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't understand either. Um, yeah, James McCann. I mean, he's when he plays, he hits very well. So, I mean, right. I like it. Um, I think this is where we both kind of have an issue at first base reserves. It's Jose Abreu and Daniel Vogelback. I, I don't think we have like an over the top you know, problem with this, but I think we, we could have seen another name in here. Like we just uh, talked about. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing with it too. Every, every team's got to get a player in there. So um, for the, I'm pretty positive Vogelback is the only Mariner in the game, right? Yes. So, I mean, that's why, so that essentially just takes away one spot. Um, look, I would have liked to seen Luke Voigt or CJ Crone in there over Abreu. Um, but I, I'm not going to take too much issue with it because the twins got their two guys in and because the white Sox have a player or, um, sorry, whoever had another player in, I completely blanked on what team I was talking about, but yeah, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. You gotta, this is the thing. Like we can't get mad because teams have to have a player in there. Like we're going to talk about this again in a minute with Whit Merrifield, but this is just what happens every single year. You gotta, you learn to deal with it. Yep, absolutely. Um, moving on to second base, uh, I don't have an issue with this player for sure uh, in Tommy LaStella. Um, what about what do you think about the second base uh, reserve here? I'm fine with it. I thought um, if LeMahieu wasn't starting, I actually thought LaStella should be starting. I think he's been real good this year, turned his career around. Um, yeah, no gripe with that whatsoever. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a gripe with Tommy LaStella. I mean, he's having a phenomenal season. I did think Brandon Lau was right. at least going to make that starters ballot um, and see where that went. Uh, he didn't, um, which was, you know, kind Shout of. Shout out the Tampa Bay Rays fan base. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, exactly. Uh, but anyway, you know, uh, Tommy Mistel <laughs> is, he's, he's fine. Diesel Mayu, he's fine. I mean, I think they're both deserving. Um, third base uh, with Matt Chapman um, could have already been the starter. So I have zero issue with this. Yeah, I have no issue with it either. He was one of the guys I had on uh, my ballot, so no gripes with Matt Chapman whatsoever. Yeah, and like we said, you know, it's a shame Devers isn't there, but you can't have seven third basemen in the exactly. in, in the game. Um, I think this is where these next two guys I have, I guess, my biggest problems for this game. Um, Francisco Lindor, again, one of my f- favorite players to watch in the major leagues, but he is – He's he was hurt for a stretch, um, hasn't put up the greatest numbers in the game of baseball to date, and he's he gets the nod here at as the uh, backup shortstop. Yeah, this is where you could have changed things up a little bit because a first off, the fact that the Indians have more All Star players than the Twins makes you know basically no sense whatsoever. Um, that's a, and then b like if you just. If you wanted Jose Abreu on there to get a White Sox in, like, C.J. Crone should be at first base or Luke Voigt, and then get Tim Anderson at shortstop. Like, if that, if you're just trying to get a couple White Sox in there. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really think Lindor should be here, much like I said about Judge a couple weeks back when we talked. 
Uh, I'm with you. I think someone else should have got the nod, but I mean, you know, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. I mean, you got a feel for Tim Anderson or, or Gleyber Torres here. I mean, both right. players that are both absolutely deserving over, over Francisco Lindor. Um, and like I said, is Francisco Lindor an all-star type player? Absolutely. I mean, he'll, he'll be back next year as an all-star probably, but yeah, that's one of the 10 best players in the game. We got, it's not a knock on talent. It's just a knock on, you know, what have you done for me this season? Exactly. And I think it's, it's shameful that both the White Sox and the Indians have three guys and the Twins only have two. It's, that, yeah. That's absurd to me. 100%. Um, moving on to the outfield, uh, this, I have an issue with this one too. And, and obviously he's still one of the best players in the game, but Mookie Betts, I mean, I don't, right. I don't think he should be there. He really shouldn't. I don't even, where's my, where's Eddie Rosario at? And that, this like this this is my issue with this. Um the twin the twins have a better record than the Red Sox, they have a better record than the White Sox, they have a better record than the Indians. But all of those teams correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure all of those teams have more all stars than the twins. Yep. So I mean and Eddie Rosario has unquestionably had a better season than Mookie Betts. It's just not even up for discussion. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Mookie's another one. He Like Lindor, he's one of the 10 best talents in baseball. But that doesn't mean he's had an all-star season to this point. No. And and will, may, will he maybe finish with better numbers by the end of the year? Maybe. Who knows? But, I mean, Eddie Rosario is – that's a shame. It's an absolute shame. Um, yeah. I mean, there's no argument. About, I mean, there's <laughs> – shame. I don't know what else to really say about it. Um, I love Mookie Betts. But, I mean, Eddie Rosario deserves to be there. Um Next outfielder, Joey Gallo. I think we both love this one. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy he got in. He deserved to be in this All-Star game as much as anyone. Had he not gotten hurt, I think uh, you could have made a real case for him starting out in the outfield. So, yeah, I'm happy about Gallo getting in there for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean the, the ball he hit yesterday uh, solidified him. As... Just, man, some of the <laughs> wildest shots you've ever seen come off that dude's bat. Yeah, I hope he uh... – gets this uh home run derby nod i don't i don't know what's going on with the yeah i would love to the see final that. contestants there um moving on to uh another outfielder austin meadows um he's had a real a little bit of a fall off but i guess when they did this player vote he was uh he was really on a a tear so i i mean i i like this one yeah i like it too um he's in that top six or seven for me so far this year so um, much like everything else, I have zero issue with that. He's deserving of being there. Yeah, I mean, and if if he were to not make it and Rosario would, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it should have been him getting the, you know, the knife compared to Mookie Betts. But, you know, anyway, moving on to the last one, they have Whit Merrifield classified as an outfielder for this game. Yeah, um, and he he might end up playing somewhere else. Who knows? But the Royals had to get someone in. That's that's their guy. That's the best player on that team, uh, in that organization. So here he is. You can have a gripe with Whit Merrifield being there all you want, but the fact of the matter is, someone had to be there. So it's him. Yeah, I mean, like we've talked about, like who else would have have it been from the Royals? Like it couldn't have been anybody. Maybe Mondesi. Maybe yeah. Maybe Mondesi. But yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, or Dozier, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I guess Dozier could have could have been there too. But um, 
I mean, we, we talk about, but, we, I mean, we love Whit Merrifield, so we definitely don't have a real issue with it. Yeah, but then, like, even if you bring Dozier, then, what, Chapman's not at third base, you need someone from Oakland to come, so you bring, like, Ramon Laureano, and he's the other outfielder anyway? Yeah. Uh, whatever way you cut it, like, someone's going to be losing out there. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's how it always happens. Um, we'll go, go to the pitchers. Uh, I really don't have much issue with almost any of the pitchers here. Um, I'm just going to run through them quickly. Uh, this Chapman, I mean, you know, he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, him, Brad Hand, two of the best closers in the game, have no issue with it. Yeah, Chapman, Brad Hand, uh, no, zero issue. Shane Green is a zero issue. Oh, me. yeah, no, he's been fantastic, too, and thank God that's the only Tiger we have to see. Exactly. Uh, Lucas Giolito, I mean, boom, he's absolutely yep. deserving. Uh, yeah, you see, here's the thing. If you're going to have Giolito, like, why do we need Jose Ray in the first base? Get me some C.J. Crone. Yep, 100% agree. I, there's no need for three White Sox uh, compared to two twins. Um, Garrett Cole, uh, absolutely an all-star. What a, having a, he's just having a great season right now. Quietly, every year he does it. But quietly a top-ten pitcher for sure. Um, yep, and the Orioles need to get somebody in, so here comes John Means. Yeah, I'm fine with that. He's actually He's been pretty good. Um, I've gotten to watch him pitch. You know, even though it was reluctantly, I've gotten to watch him pitch a couple times, and he's got some pretty good stuff, man. I'm fine with that one. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm fine with it too. Um, the Orioles needed somebody, and he's he's been their best guy. So, congratulations to him. It's a it's a big step forward in his career. Um, your favorite guy so far this season, Mike Miner. He Mike Miner needs to be on that bump starting. He needs to be starting. That guy's been. Nothing short of incredible, man. I, I really wish – I almost, like, I almost wish the Rangers were, like, a 500 team right now so they could trade him to the Phillies at the deadline. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I love everything that he's done this year. He's – talk about a career resurgence. He's been awesome. Yeah, he's, he's been having a phenomenal year. Um, moving on to one of our favorite guys, Charlie freaking Morton. He's there. Yep, and he should be. He's been fantastic as well. Been phenomenal. I love it. Uh Another guy we love, Jake Odo. He's uh, he's in here for the 20s. Yeah, just another guy. Career resurgence here. Mike, Who would have thought Mike Miner, Jake Odorizzi would be pitching in the All-Star game in 2019? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. <laughs> if, if someone like made that bet like four years ago, they must have been on something else. But, I mean, who... They could buy the Mall of America today if they did that. Probably, yeah. Um. All right, Ryan Presley, Marcus Stroman, and Justin Verlander, rounding it out. Yeah, no, no issues with any of them. Uh, Stroman, I mean, the Blue Jays had to get someone. He's, uh, he's the best talent on that team, much like Whit Merrifield and other guys. And and he's been much better this year than he was last year. So I have no issue with that. Presley had the crazy streak going. He's been awesome out of the bullpen out there, and then. You know, Verlander's still Verlander, one of, if not the best pitcher in the game. So, yeah, I, I'm, I love everything about that rotation. Yep, completely agree. Um, I think the the AL pitchers, um, they, I think they got everyone right, right there. Yeah, I do too. I, I think for the most part they did. Actually, not even for the most part. I really do think they got everything right. Yep, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's tough to say sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said before we went into this, I, I think they did a pretty good job this year. Um, getting the all-star rosters ready. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, moving on to the National League. Um, I mean, so much depth here in this league. Um, Wilson Contreras, I have zero issues at catcher. I think you would agree. 
Yeah, no issue at all. That was that was the guy we both agreed upon previously, and I'm with you. No issue. Um, first base, Freddie Freeman. Zero issue. That's one of the best hitters in the game of baseball. Yep, zero issue there for me as well. Um, if Josh Bell started, I wouldn't be upset, but I think Freddie Freeman right. is is uh, is he's deserving. Um, second base, Cattell Marte. Uh, I think we both like this one too. Yeah, I do. I'd prefer uh, the Albies be the starter, but Marte's had a phenomenal year. I'm not going to hang my head over that one. Uh, yeah, no issue. Yeah, uh, third base, uh, Nolan Arenado. The, that guy's just probably my favorite player in all of baseball to watch at this point. He's I love watching that guy play, man, defensively at the plate. He's, just, he's unorthodox at the plate in the way he approaches things. He's phenomenal in the field. Um, yeah, happy he's going to be starting there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's definitely one of my favorite players to watch, too. Um, and then this guy might be even more exciting, Javier Baez. Yeah, electric. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know that there's a better guy at short in the game right now in terms of all-around player, not, you know, defensively and with the with the stick. He's um, he's incredible, man. Happy he's there as well. Yeah. That's that's imagine actually having a left side of the infield with Baez and Arenado. My goodness. Oh, that'd be that'd be amazing. The ball wouldn't get through. It would never get through. It'd be awesome. <laughs> um Outfield, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, Ronald Cunha Jr. Uh, That's the best outfield ever assembled in the history of Everdom. <laughs> that, that is just phenomenal out there. I love everything about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, wow. It's gonna, and they're all so young. They're going to be the outfield starters for the next five years. That, man, that National League team is fun. Just up and down that lineup, there's just a lot of fun baseball players to watch on that team. That's uh, I'm excited now for that game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm I'm definitely excited for this game. Um, so reserves again, where people more have more issues. I actually almost have close to zero issues yeah. here. No, nah, um, I think the NL they got pretty much most of it right. Yeah. Um, so they got two catchers here in Grandal and Ramuto. Uh, yeah. I mean, they have the one, two, three, hundred percent in Contreras, Gondal, Ramuto. Uh, no Carl's there. Pete Alonso making his first All Star game in his rookie season. What a story! Yeah, I was uh, I was with this one for sure. Uh, he's going to be in the home run derby too. Guy's been phenomenal. Um, the Mets stink, but he's certainly been a bright spot. Yep. And um, moving on to second base, I guess maybe this is the one somewhat issue. I don't think it's an issue. More of just like. Dang, I wish Ozzy Albies was there instead of Mike Moustakis. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, to me, Albies is either the best or turning into the best second baseman in baseball. Um, would have liked to have seen him there. But, yeah, I mean, Moustakis has had a good year, too. So I'm not upset about it or anything. But I would have liked to have seen Albies in that game. Yeah, I agree. I'm not, like I said, not upset. It's not really an issue more. It's just like, dang, I wish Ozzy Albies was there. just disappointed. Yeah. Um, third base, we got Chris Bryant and Anthony Rendon. Yeah, uh, perfectly fine with this. Happy both of those guys made it, actually, because, you know, we had talked about maybe someone getting left off, unfortunately, but I'm happy they both get in. Yep, and I'm so happy for Anthony Rendon. He's, he's finally there. <laughs> yeah, I, I really thought he was going to get snubbed again, and that would have just been outrageous. Yep, that would have been the most outrageous snub almost ever. I mean, he's having a phenomenal year. Yep. Uh, Captain yeah. that lineup for a while. Yep. Um shortstops they got Paul DeYoung and Trevor Story yeah those are two of the best power hitting shortstops in the game of baseball um 
the guys are, both have similar approaches to their game. Um, yeah, I I think they should both be there. Um, DeYoung was one where I was kind of fringe about it, 3-4 on that ballot, but I have no issue with him getting in. He's had a very good year and uh, has done my fantasy team some good, so happy for him. Yeah, and I think DeYoung really made it because there's no other Cardinals here. Oh, yeah, there you go then. I didn't even realize that, so there it is. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it might have been Dansby uh, if 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 not um, right. for that. And that's that's a shame that the Cardinals only have one player. That's uh, who would have thought? Yeah, right? that's um, that's a little story there. And then Trevor Story, phenomenal. Um, he's absolutely deserving of being a reserve shortstop. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so three Rockies players in a row here. We got Charlie Blackman and David Dahl in the outfield. David Dahl just doesn't stop hitting. That guy just puts the ball in play every time he's at the plate. I love watching him play too. Um, and Charlie, yeah, Charlie Blackman's just a staple at the All Star game now. Nothing but consistent. Yep. Um, I mean, Charlie Blackman's phenomenal hitter. David Dahl's phenomenal hitter. Uh, I mean, these guys mash and they're consistent. And it's, uh, David Dahl's still hitting like you know three thirty five, isn't he? Oh, something like that. Something crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and the final outfielder, uh, Jeff McNeil. I'm I'm actually cool with this. Um, maybe not for the reasons most people would think, but. McNeil's a guy who just plays a bunch of different positions. He's he's a utility guy that's been just phenomenal for the Mets. He puts the ball in play at a high rate. He can hit for power. He can hit gap to gap. Uh, he runs the base as well. Like I said, he plays almost every position in the field. So uh, he's arguably been the most valuable player on the Mets right there with Pete Alonso. So uh, I'm fine with that one. Good for Jeff McNeil. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have to agree. Um, he's He's been great. Um, hits the ball over the place and uh... – yeah, I think he's going to be here for – he's going to make a couple all-star games in his career. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, moving on to the pitchers, again, I I don't have much issue here. Um, the Marlins had to get a guy in, so they got Sandy Alcantara, and I really like that. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Um, yeah, like you said, they had to get a guy in. Alcantara has been pretty good this year. Um, honestly, like we've, we've talked about previously, the pitching really hasn't been that bad down there, so – Honestly, one of the their top three starters, any of them, I would have been okay with. Yeah, I mean, the Marlins are honestly like a sneaky team. I mean, they're not going to hit the ball, but, I mean, they'll keep – they'll stay in the game. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, no, they compete. They definitely compete. Um, moving on to Walker Bueller. I, I mean, we both love this guy, so it's good to see Yeah, him. most most players that face him don't. Uh, apparently, <laughs> everyone in the game of baseball hates him, but we enjoy him. He's incredible to watch. Yep, absolutely. Um, one of our favorite pitchers next, Luis Castillo. Yeah, he's another one too. He, dude, just the the changeup coming out of that like the arm of a right hander, the way it does for him. I mean, he he's been. I I don't I don't even have really words for him. He's just different this year than he's been previously like he's just so much better this year and I don't know if it's just the stuff has more life or if he's if he figured something out mentally but man he's been he's for sure in that uh conversation with Ryu for the Cy Young yep I don't know maybe trailing a little bit but he's in there I don't know what he did but if it ain't broke don't break it a little bit for sure (laughs) um next guy Jacob DeGrom yeah, you knew this was going to come. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball, even though I don't think uh, it's necessarily been one of his better years. Uh, you kind of figure he'd be there anyway. Yeah, that, I, yeah, that's definitely it. Um, Zach Greinke, uh, both love how he's pitched this year. 
Yeah, for Grinky's definitely deserving of being here. Happy for him. Uh, you know, we'll see if he moves on from Arizona and gets to pitch in the postseason again. But if not, at least he got himself another all-star game to his credit. Absolutely. Um, Josh Hader, uh, one of the best relievers in baseball, without a doubt. Yeah, that guy's his stuff's electric. That guy, yeah, for sure, one of the best <laughs> relievers in baseball. Yep. Um, and then we got back-to-back Dodgers again in Clayton Kershaw and uh, Hyunjun Ryu. Yeah, they're one, two, three starters, just all of them out here at the All-Star game. That They should just pitch Ryu, Kershaw, Bueller back-to-back-to-back to start the game. Um, yeah, I have no gripes with any of it. Um, Ryu's, I think, far and away been the best pitcher in the National League so far this year. Maybe even in baseball. He's been just lights out unbelievable. So yep. definitely happy he's getting the nod to start the game. Yep. Um, and then Max Scherzer, which uh... – no doubter here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Apparently that dude just needs to hit himself in the face with a baseball to get going. So if he ever goes through a rough stretch, at least he knows how to get out of it now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable. The guy is unbelievable. Just unbelievable. Um, all right. And these, these might be my three favorite guys in the all-star game. Will Smith, Mike Soraka, and Kirby Yates. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm fine with all of them. I think Will Smith's another guy that's going to get dealt at the deadline. He's a really, really good good, uh, good pitcher at the back end. But, you know, unfortunately, he's just not pitching in scenarios where his team's got to lead. Um, and then Kirby Yates, I think, has been one of the more underrated relievers in the game for the past couple of years now. And now that Brad Hand's not out there, he's getting more of an opportunity to shine, and he's coming through, pitching very well. And, yeah, I mean – Soraka to me is the weird one here. He he's been really good. Don't get me wrong. I would have rather seen a Max Reed, but I I don't have an issue with it or anything. Yeah, no, I don't I don't really have an issue with it either. He's been he's been pitching very well. Um, I thought it was going to be Max Reed. Uh, I got a little surprised when I saw Soraka in, but I mean I don't have I don't really have a a problem with it. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's. Like we said, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Not everyone's going to be able to get in. But if you just – if you look at the Braves and what they've done this year, like I think that – me personally, at least, I think uh, Freed has had a bigger impact than Soraka. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so that wraps up pretty much the All-Star Game rosters. Um, I'm excited for this game next week. Uh, it, you want to make your predictions now or you want to wait till next week? Um, oh, what do you want to do? Uh, let's just make them now. Yeah, it's making right. I uh, I'm going with the NL this year. I think the NL takes it. I love that outfield. I think there's that lineup is stacked, and the pitching at the top with all three Dodgers pitchers. Um, yeah, I think they take it. Uh, I'm going to take the AL. Um, okay. Not just not because they're better. I just I don't know. She got that feeling. <laughs> I I mean I, I well, mean uh, the NL is going to be tough to beat, but uh, I mean the, you know they're all all stars, so they all they all deserve to be there. It'll be a good game. I'm with you. All right. So you got AL, I got NL. Yeah, and I didn't want to pick the same as you, so that would be kind of boring. We might have to put a little gentleman's agreement on this. That is that is completely okay. Um, all right. So that breaks that breaks down. That uh, that finishes everything. That's the conclusion of this podcast. Want to remind you to visit us on Twitter at Play Sneaky. Um, got a lot of good things coming. Um, I'm sure the other half of this podcast in in Don Fierro and Chris Morris will uh, be going berserk over NBA free agency, especially Dom with the Knicks. Um, 
not good stuff from the Knicks. The oh, Dom's a Knicks fan, huh? Oh, me too. Yeah, it's it's not good. Oh, you guys should just put that off for a week, take a couple deep breaths, and not do the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, that that's gonna be coming uh, shortly this week. Um, Jim Dolan literally just let the Nets hop over from New Jersey and take over his city. Like that. That's how Knicks fans need to look at this. That's how they should feel about it. Uh, yeah, it's not good. It's a gut punch. Um. But anyway, so that's that's going to come come out later this week uh, when free agency starts to wrap up a little bit more. Um, uh, Hustle and Motivate by Tyler O'Shea through Joker Mag had uh, we interviewed the rookie Jim Morris um, two weeks ago, and that's phenomenal interview. Um, you can find that on JokerMag.com. It's it's really good stuff. Uh, you know, they made a movie about him. He, you know, it was he was a science teacher and found his way back to the major leagues to, at 35 years old. Some great stuff there. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.